This is the Well Told Story Insights Podcast, and I'm producer Steph. Well Told Story creates social and economic value in Africa, harnessing the power of research, media, and strategic communications. You'll find all of our previous podcast episodes, along with blog posts, research, videos, and more on our website, welltoldstory.com. The holiday season is finally here, and what better way to mark it than with our Christmas special podcast. Stay tuned as Richard Darlington hosts Rob Burnett, CEO of Well Told Story. Welcome to the Well Told Story Insights Podcast. I'm Richard Darlington, Head of Strategic Communications here at Well Told Story in Nairobi, Kenya. This is the Christmas episode. It's our second Christmas episode. It's becoming, well, an annual tradition. So who better to join us but the person who was on our last Christmas episode. It's our CEO and founder, Rob Burnett. Rob, welcome back. Thank you, Richard. Nice to be here sitting opposite you again. I'd, I'd say it's been a year, but actually you've been you've been podcasting uh, <laughs> since uh, uh, since we spoke last. And uh, the podcast is is well on the way now to uh, that 20 episodes. I feel like the podcast is here to stay. When we when we did the Christmas episode last year, I wasn't necessarily so sure about that. But uh, I think we're established and, and we're having a lot of fun in the in the radio studio here in uh, here in Kenya. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and I think on top of that, we've had lots of feedback. So thank you, Richard, for taking the lead on this project. We've had lots of listeners, lots of people writing in, lots of positive, uh, lots of positive reports. It's been very enjoyable. So look, Rob, um, last year we were looking back at 2017 and we were looking forward to 2018. And, and last year was the kind of 10-year anniversary of when you quit your job and set up Well Told Story. And um, so what I wanted to do was, um, you know, I'm not trying to hold you to account or anything like that, but I thought I'd just ask you about some of the things that you talked about in last year's Christmas episode. Well, just to see how they went, basically. So so here's a few things that we talked about. We talked about the idea of peak comic. You know, Well Told Story is still running a, a monthly comic book. That's how it all began. But and, and last year you said, you know, I think we've reached peak comics. So I want to check in with you on that. Also, you told us about your uh, sort of audacious targets, which you which you said your internal code was 202020. So I want to see if you're hitting those targets or whether you've changed your mind. Um, and then a couple of new um, kind of products or offerings through Shujaz you were talking about, which was sounded very exciting, the Hustler MBA and the Connect Club. So I want to check in with you on those as well. So let's start with Peak Comic. Last year, you said you thought we've probably reached Peak Comic. How are you feeling about that new that sort of prediction for 2018? Now we're at the end of it. So peak comic was a reference to that kind of oil industry term where you get to peak oil, where the, the moment when the world consumes more oil than any other time in past yeah. or present history. So uh, so peak comic was that question for us. You know, I think uh, this year we've been running at about 1.3 million comics produced every month. Uh, which puts us, I think, uh, well, according to some measures, that we're being the biggest producer of comic books in the world this last year. And that's because we print 750,000 copies uh, every month in, ta- in Kenya and another half a million copies every month in Tanzania. And that's a stonking number of comic books. And, and I've, I've heard you talk about the comic before, about the kind of shelf life of the comic. You, when I, I think the first time I met you many years ago, you said to me something like, no one has ever 
not in East Africa anyway, no one has ever knowingly thrown away a comic. So big brothers pass the comic to little brothers. To like these these things hang around. I think what I said was that no one, no young person has ever knowingly ah, thrown away okay, a comic. Okay. Only their mothers. <laughs> when the attic was full. When, when the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think that's so true, isn't it? Um, there's something about a comic book. If, you, if you've got it as a kid, it's, it's, a, it's an artifact. Yeah. And, and you can trade with it and you can argue with your siblings about whose it is. And, uh, but the one thing you'll never do is throw it away. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the case with our comics too. I think our research suggests that every comic we produce is read four times. Or is, wow. No, no, sorry, not, let me not say that. Every comic we produce is read by four people. Okay, passed now, on. Passed yeah. on. And that's because, of course, our readership outstrips our, our print run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we've always been careful with, uh, with our comic books is never to put a date on them. Right. So they never grow old, literally. But they're uh, edition numbers. Right? They, we give them chapter numbers. Right. Uh, but we've never shown the date. And I think that's because if it's new to you, it's a new comic, uh, even if it was published months before. Love it. Uh, and we see evidence of that again in our social media because we get people responding to stories that were published months and months and months earlier. And in fact, it's a bit of a tangle sometimes to know which story someone is writing in about. Right. So Pete Comic, yep, truth is we were right on that one. Okay. Uh, and, and we actually are now starting to turn down the dial. So in Kenya, we've just stepped back a few tens of thousands of comics. And that's because we know that we can do a better job using right. other media. So we've done a couple of good things. So one is we've started looking at demographics and the distribution of young people across the country, county by county, community by community. And so now we're, we're, we've challenged our fantastic distribution team mm-hmm. to match the distribution of comics to the distribution of young people. So rather than responding only to demands, we're actually looking at population density. Right. And we're channeling comics extremely accurately to places to try and get an even spread. And I think that's allowing us to be much more strategic, much more targeted in our distribution. And I, I think we're going to see the results is that fewer comics are going to pick up more people because we're going to be more strategic, more targeted, more accurate. Yeah. And I think, you know, hats off to the guys in our distribution team who've now developed a, an absolutely phenomenal network of 3,000 volunteer distributors who are young people in every community in Kenya who have a pool table or they have a PlayStation or they have a video den or they have a cyber cafe mm-hmm. or they have an M-Pesa kiosk or they have some kind of small enterprise which puts them face-to-face with Kenyan youth day in, day out. And those young people are using the comics that we give them to become someone, Yeah, to make we them were, We were hearing on our Hustler um, episode from a guy who runs a barbershop. I forget where he is. But he was saying he has the comic because... He has young people uh, coming through. I guess you'd call it like footfall or something, wouldn't right. you? Right. Yeah, and, and so that's brilliant. We we love that. We want him to have footfall, we, and we want him to build his business with us. Yeah, that's and, exactly what he was saying. He's like, it boosts my business. It, it adds to the barbershop, basically. And I and I think we, we found because we've looked into it a lot. I think it also gives him kudos. Right? He's the person, or she's the lady in another place who has the shujaz supply, yeah. and that's something that these young people are proud of. Yeah, and and in think, fact, we have we have countless requests from young people saying can i be a distributor we love that i think it's a bit of an untold story as well because um, some people still think of shijaz as being distributed through the saturday nation it it is by the way we're still in the saturday nation but but that's just a fraction isn't it of the actual print run it's i mean we're we've been seven times bigger than the nation this year so that's the biggest selling national newspaper in kenya and and we out 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 sell it by well we don't sell of course we give our media away so let's not be uh you know it's not quite the same but nonetheless 
Yeah. Seven times more copies yes, than correct. the biggest national newspaper. And in Tanzania, 10 times more than the biggest national newspaper. So look, I mean, 2018 has been another year of kind of digitization of media like across the globe. Yeah. So but you predicted peak comic, you were right about it. How, how's the move gone to digital? Because, you know, we're still a, Shujaz is still a monthly comic book. It's still a weekly radio show. And the, uh, three, six, uh, the, the, the 24-7, 365 social media is, I assume, just getting day by day more by more, more and more or, or a bigger reach. So, so another thing that happened this year. So, so in January, I think our, Mac, our, our, our total online audience in Kenya mm-hmm. was about 900,000. So I think if we added up all the different things we were doing on social media, whether it was by Facebook or across the other popular media channels, and indeed also by SMS, I think we had about 900,000 young people in Kenya who were talking to us directly, one-on-one. Well, one year later, we're at 2.4 million. So Whoa. the team has really just flown this year at building that number. And they've done it in a very measured and concerted way. And it's not just because online audiences have grown. It's because our social media team have absolutely nailed it by right. being extremely clever, extremely strategic. I think one of the things they've done is, is segmented the audience and created several more Facebook identities online mm. so that we can capture the younger girls and the younger boys as well as the older and the older. And I think the and rural and urban. So in, indeed, the same way that the storylines of Shujaz are segmented, social media has been segmented the same way. And we get much better at responding, much better at tickling the conversation, much better mm-hmm. at driving communities online. And And we're not just doing that because it's fun to do it, but we're doing it because we know from data, rigorous data that we've been collecting in collaboration with Tulane University, that when young people meet Shujaz on two platforms, so that would be on a perhaps the comic book or the FM radio show, mm-hmm. and also online, that that absolutely reflect, is reflected in, a, in an uptick in norm change and behavior change. So strategically, it's fundamental to the business to get people onto more than one channel to open up not just a, an observational relationship. So that would be mm-hmm. someone who's reading a comic book every so often or listening to the radio show every week is still an outsider tuning in. Right. Whereas the moment you become a a Facebook friend or a mm-hmm. or a, a correspondent on text, that triggers a different stage in the relationship. And yeah. actually that notion of membership becomes very important. And and what we're seeing is that along with the act of touching the f- screen of your phone to become a member, something else changes in the way you categorize yourself. And 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 we're seeing that as a surge of behavior change that the, many of the desired things we're trying to do for our audience kicks off the day people become a, a friend and a member of our association online. Right. So a, a different quality of, of relationship with the with the fans. Um, what about um, this target you were talking about last year, 202020? You should probably unpack that a bit for our listeners. Th- these were quantity targets, right? This is about reach. This is about reach. So 20 million East African youth affected by Shujaz by the end of 2020. That's been That's our the target. big... 20 million. Big audacious and I think that's, an accum- that's a cumulative goal, right? Because that includes the people who were in our audience in 2017, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but will be out of our audience now because they've grown beyond the age of 24. Right. And it includes those who are entering our audience each year. Because, by the way, there aren't 20 million East African youth aged 15 to 24. Okay. Or, or maybe there are almost exactly 20 million. We do not expect to reach them all, but we expect to reach 
20 million people over a three-year period. Right. And that's what we're driving towards. And and I'm ha- I'm happy to tell you and that... And that's a cohort, isn't it, of, of uh, people that are, ch- are going to change these so countries. If, if and, we can get to norm change yeah. in 20 million people, that's how we'll change the world. Right. That's how we change the expectations of a generation. And we can change their expectations on health outcomes. We can change their expectations on financial fitness, as we define it, this mm-hmm. idea that I'm confident that I have the power to secure my my economic future. And it's also about building agency and confidence and participation in society, in local governance, in all the systems that ultimately will define the future for East Africa. Yeah. So it's a big, it's an audacious goal, as you said, but I think yeah. it's, but what we're seeing is it, it is within our reach. Has it ever been in anyone's reach? 20 million lives affected? Yeah. Uh, there's something there. So we're still on the trail and we're going to get it. But we won't get it just with analog. We won't get it just with radio. We won't get it just with comic books. We're going to get it with our blended approach. So it's going to be like – it requires digital to grow. It requires our, all of our online channels to exceed expectations. Great. This is a very good place to pause. Uh, we have to have a pause because people love listening to producer Steph reminding people where they can find out more. Before we continue listening to more well-told stories from Rob – I'd like to remind you that you'll find all of our previous podcast episodes, along with blog posts, research, videos, and more, on our website, welltoldstory.com. Let's get to part two of more Well Told Stories. <laughs> 